Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a wonderful guest here. Lester Velez is here. And Lester, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me here. I'm so glad you're here. It's a really good day he's here. We've got a lot of news going on with UFOs. We're going to talk about what's happening. There's a whistleblower that's come forward that just came out in the news. But let me read Lester's bio and let you guys know what we're going to talk about today. Now, Lester is a graduate of the University of Vermont with a Bachelor's of Science degree in business administration. But in 1970, he served in the U.S. Army as a field artillery officer and later vice president of Luscom Engineering and a Silicon Valley-based manufacturing representative company. Okay, so he joined MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, in 1991. And he's held the following positions. He was a field investigator. He was a training coordinator for field investigators. He was the assistant state director in Northern California. He's the chairman of the AERC, which these, which is the Abduction Experiencer Research Committee. Now, he's a team leader of ART, which is the abduction response team. So he helps people, you guys, who have been abducted. Also, during that time, he became a facilitator for an abduction support group in San Jose, California. And in 1994, he co-founded OPUS, which is the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. So we're really glad you're here today, especially today. <laughs> Because, Some interesting things going on. Yeah, talk it? about this. I pulled it up. I'm sure you're uh, more well-versed than I am. But the headline that I have reads, Military Whistleblower Goes Public with Claims U.S. Secret uh, UFO Retrieval Program Terrestrial Arms Race. This is some crazy stuff going on right now. And my computer's doing weird things today, too. I want you all to know. <laughs> Hmm. Well, at least I can hear you. Yeah, you <laughs> I can see hear. You. Yeah, I can, you can hear and see you. There we go. Okay. All right. So yeah. I'm back. Yeah. And the computer's been doing weird stuff, you guys, ever since I got on with this guy. So I don't even know <laughs> what to say. Ooh. Um, yeah. Woo. <laughs> so take it away. What yeah. you have to tell us well, about what's happening? Well, right? it's it's really interesting that uh, the drumbeat has gotten louder and louder, uh, you know, since uh, t uh, 2017. Uh, when that article came out in, in the New York Times uh, mm -hmm. and the uh, uh, the Navy pilots, uh, uh, you know, gun camera uh, videos that they had, that had taken of these objects that were doing crazy things that uh, most most of our technology doesn't understand how it's possible. Um, however, having said that, the, the our federal government uh, has been deeply involved with this phenomena for a very long time decades decades right, right and 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 so they they've had crashed ufos that they've uh, reverse engineered uh which now uh some of these craft that are flying around out there it, it, it's it's ours <laughs> it's our creation. yeah it's our stuff it actually i'm from new mexico lived there for 20 some years played the roswell game and, you know, we all know there's a lot going on in the mountains in New Mexico. I'm in Arizona now, but there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that, uh, you know, this revelation by uh, uh, Grouch, uh, Charles Grouch, that is, is, you know, the credentials that he has uh, are, are impeccable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that... Uh, Actually, I just recently uh, interviewed John Ramirez, a uh, retired CIA agent, okay. uh, that told me about the fact that uh, some revelation was coming forward. And I'm not sure. I just emailed him yesterday. I said, is this the thing that you were talking about, that there was going to be a revelation by a really well-placed uh, person 
uh, with uh, the kind of credentials that are are impeccable, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, you know is going to blow the lid off of of this whole thing. I don't think maybe this is the one, but he then further explained to me that this event would would occur between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. That there were going to be like generals coming forward and and other uh, political uh, people with the the kind of credentials that again that you're not going to be able to uh, you know uh, discount uh, their stories. Yeah. And, do you think uh, they just have enough is enough? Do you think they're to the point where they're like because I'm watching on TikTok and all these other different things that are not so you know. Um, I don't know. They can't really change what's going on. And there are so many people out there that are filming crafts. Mm -hmm. There are so many more and more and more. And I don't know if we're waking up and we're just seeing it now. We're seeing between the veil or if there are just that many more crafts. What's your feeling well, on well, that? Well, I, I think what it is, is our technology is, you know, you, you have a phone in your pocket right now. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that phone has a camera and, and, we never had that kind of technology uh, before. Mm -hmm. And so this has enabled uh, the population to to do those kind of things, to be able to, at a moment's notice, take a picture. Uh, whereas before you had to run in the house, get your camera. Hopefully there was film in it. Yeah, right. And <laughs> it was still there and you could get the photo. Well, right. Let's talk about this because you were a young boy. Let's talk about what happened to you. Let's rewind a yeah. little bit. So tell us your story. You. Yeah. You grew up in, uh, were you in California or where were no, you when yeah, you saw I, this? Yeah, I was, I was in Connecticut. I okay, was born, that's born, right. Born that's in right. Connecticut. Okay. And um, I was a, a late October evening and I was coming into the house after feeding my dog yeah. and uh, I saw this, this craft. It was an oval in shape. It was kind of a, a whitish uh, silvery type of a, of, a, of a coloration and it was totally silent and it was just moving across the tree line and uh, it scared the crap out of me yeah. and so I ran in the house to try to get my father to come out and when he finally did it was gone yeah and he said oh it's probably just a beacon of light reflecting off a cloud <laughs> well I didn't buy that story yeah. right <laughs> and, and I went to the library soon thereafter and uh, started picking up books uh, on UFOs. Um, mm -hmm. And back in those days, it's the late 50s, that uh, Georgia Damsky was the uh, preeminent uh, U ufologist, if you will, yeah. uh, with his I incredible pictures that he took uh, uh, through his telescope of these craft and talked about the Venusians that he was involved right. with. Uh, I mean, so it really just blew my mind. And then, of course, you know, I became an adolescent and uh, girls became a little bit more interesting than UFOs. Right. And I kind of forgot about about it all and i went off to college uh, uh was in the rotc program uh, got married uh, uh right before i went into the into the uh, military uh and uh, uh back in 1985 it was that uh, uh we moved from uh, uh connecticut to california to okay. san jose right. and uh, picked up the uh, San Jose Mercury News, as it was called back in those days. And Stanton Freeman was coming to uh, San Jose City College to talk about UFOs and a government cover-up. Right. So, I mean, it was like the, somebody threw a switch and I, oh my God, it was like, it all rushed back to me. Like, I need to, I need to go see this guy and, and find out what's going on. Right. So he, he had this incredible lecture and uh, on my way out, um, uh, there was a table out there uh, set up by MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, that yeah. uh, started here in Seguin, Texas in uh, 1969 and uh, by a couple of engineers. And uh, so they produce a, uh, a monthly journal. So I decided to get it and read about the cases that, that they were uh, all involved with. Mm -hmm. Well, after a while... It, it, it just wasn't enough for me. And so they had a field investigator training uh, course. And uh, so I took that and passed it and uh, became a field investigator. And almost without exception, the cases that I got involved with were not only sightings, but people were telling me that they had contact with non-human intelligences. Right. And, 
and and so you know the first time that happened you know i was somewhat skeptical because i was kind of a nuts and bolts kind of a guy back then mm-hmm. and but then my you know the, the next person is telling me a very similar story and then another person is telling me another story like that and i'm going wow you know my window of believability is expanding <laughs> substantially right and uh, so i uh one day, a, a person asked me, do you know of other people having these kinds of experiences? I said, yes, I do. And uh, uh, next thing I know, I'm facilitating a support group in my office. <laughs> I know. I think it's wonderful. Well, and, and let's talk about this because, you know, I read a couple of the um, your, your first accounts in the book mm-hmm. that you have. And let me just mention, he's got a really cool book uh, out that we need to uh, we need to bring to you guys' attention, The Unknown Other and the Accentual proposition of alien contact okay yeah. and that's by lester velez if you guys want to check that out you know i was thinking as i'm reading this these people had to be scared to death oh absolutely i mean this this is a very traumatic thing that happens uh no matter if it turns out to be a positive experience or a negative experience the beginning stages of the of, of this interaction is quite uh stressful there's yeah. no question about it I mean, I would be, I would be frightened. Uh, that's probably why they haven't come near me because they know I'd be scared to death. <laughs> I don't know. But these people, you know, they're, they're frightened. I, I read in the book where, you know, the woman is watching her husband go up and he's like in the fetal position, you know, because the soul, you know, we all have this soul inside of us and the soul mm-hmm. doesn't even know what's going on. And thank God, thank goodness that you did this, that you were put in this position. Isn't it interesting that you were able to bring all these people together? Well, yeah, and and you know, people say, well, how, you know, how you got into this? Well, the thing is, it kind of evolved. Yeah, it, it, it came about. It was a process that went on, and 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 so I I felt very compelled to to try to help these people as much as I could. Yeah, um, and so the story gets even a little bit more interesting in in that. Uh, uh, one day, a, a, a writer for a paper out of Monterey, California, uh, came to me. Um, uh, the He had contacted MUFON headquarters, and, and he was looking to do a story on UFOs and, and, and things of that nature. And so uh, the, uh, uh, the head of uh, the international director gave him my name. And uh, so he came out, did the interview. And after the article came out, I got a call from a woman down in Carmel, uh, California. Oh, yeah. I see. And, yeah. and uh, you know, she wanted to know what was going on with her brain when she was in contact with these off-earthly entities. And when she said that, I, I said to myself, geez, I have no idea how I could possibly help in that regard. But then she said she was working with an emergency room doctor in Carmel as well. And... That triggered a thought that I had a doctor friend, Dr. Eugene Lipson, who is my co-founder in in the organization. And uh, I I said, hey, this woman called me and she's, you know, working with an emergency room doctor. I know you want to meet other doctors. And so why don't we go down there? Let's let's talk to her and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. So we we went down there and uh, we walked into her house and there was a picture on the wall. And she's standing on the back of this, you know, rather large boat and uh, obviously beautiful, crystal clear, blue water, you know, Caribbean-ish, you know, type of a thing. And I said, so what? what's this all about? She says, oh, yeah, I'm down there in, in, in the Caribbean helping these treasure hunters. And I said, how are you helping the treasure hunters? She said she was in contact with the captain of the galleon that had gone down. So that started the afternoon off in a, in a big way, uh, you know, but then she started to tell us things about ourselves, each of us, that there was no possible way she could, could know. Right. And then we found out that uh, due to a near death experience that she had, um, that uh, she became very psychic mm-hmm. and, uh, and being able to converse with these off earthly entities she had a t- telepathic capability as well so and you start to see what's going on here is that a lot of the paranormal is connected here's a near death experience here's psychic ability here's here's people being abducted uh and 
and there's so many things that uh, seem to be part of a puzzle, a larger puzzle, right. that somehow fit together in, in in ways that we still don't understand. Well, yeah, and let's rewind a little bit because um, and I want to talk about a couple things. We got to talk about a lot today, but we've mm-hmm. only got an hour show, so we'll do yeah. we'll do the best we can. Sure. You know, it bothers me, of course, that the government. Uh, knew all this and basically slowed us down the river because people are being taken. They're having things implanted in them. You know, they're scared to death. Um, There's so much going on in, and you're bringing these people together, which is really interesting because uh, that was no accident because they at least have each other to support. And then you start to probably see the commonalities. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there are obviously, you know, uh, uh, differences in, in minor ways, but the overall uh, effect uh, or scenario that goes down, a person maybe, doesn't matter where you are, you could be in your car during the day driving down the road, or you could be in your house at night sleeping in your bed. Right. Uh, some Something comes through the wall, usually, or through the ceiling, you know, and the next thing you know, you're being taken through the wall or through the ceiling, uh, maybe in a beam of light, um, you're put on a table, uh, you're examined, probe, uh, liquids, you know, specimens are taken, blood, uh, uh, semen, um, uh, eggs, uh, as far as a woman is concerned. Yeah. And you, I even read that you, it's usually people who are O negative blood type. That was odd. I thought. Yeah. The, uh, the RH negative factor, uh, seems to be, uh, an interesting commonality. Uh, that a lot of uh, uh, experiencers have, um, and uh, uh, and the O, of course, the O in general is a larger population, and then you add on the, the negative part of it, and, and so that's why they came out to be, uh, you know, that that a larger group. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know what what are you? What do you what's your blood? You type? know what? I think I'm O positive, and that's uh, why. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I am too. I yeah. am too. Yeah, they but, don't like me as much. <laughs> I was like, what, oh, that's what, good. <laughs> what 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 color are your eyes? Blue. Blue. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> hazel. I, I have hazel eyes. Uh, and uh, blue eyes. Uh, that's another uh, characteristic that seems to be popular <laughs> among the <laughs> aliens. But, but why are? Here's the thing, and I hate to be a bottom line kind of girl because as I'm reading this, and we've heard about this for years, mm. we've known this has gone on for years. You know. You know, and I have my ideas, but I want to know what you think. Why are they abducting people? Why are they implanting these things into people? What is the reasoning behind this? Have they lost their civilization? You talk about time travel. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, I'm sure, but kind of give me an idea in the audience. Like, why are they doing this? I I think since I wrote the book, I think uh, some of my thinking has changed a bit. Okay. Uh, um, I think what what we're what we're really involved with here is we're not at the top of the food chain. Yeah. Uh, we we th- this has been going on for eons. Right. And and it's just part of h- how the universe operates. Um, just like we raise cattle and then we end up eating them. <laughs> I'm not I'm not proposing that, that this is what their agenda is. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it's it's a scientific thing as well. I, I think they, you know, they've been following generations of people that have uh, had experiences. Uh, you know, if you you talk to an experiencer, you'll find out later on that their parents had an experience or their grandparents had an experience. Mm-hmm. And so there's some traits that they seem to be following. So I think they've. Uh, Dr. Gary Nolan out of Stanford University did a very interesting analysis. Uh, he was talking about how our our, our genome changes about every six hundred thousand years, and that you know the Earth is supposedly four point five billion years old, except that based on where we are genetically, all right, the Earth should be about nine billion years old, unless somebody tampered with our our genes, you know, eons ago. And that's what I think is going on. I think that we've been created uh, and that uh, uh, they're just following their experiment. 
and and just like we do with animals i mean you you know these uh, marine biologists they'll go out and they'll pull a porpoise out of the water and they're they'll they'll tag him okay implant yeah that's true uh, they'll take blood samples out of him they'll they'll probe him with other things uh, you know uh, to uh, extract uh, uh, whatever they're looking for at that time uh, and then they throw them back in in their environment and in, back in the water so they're pulled out put on put on a ship <laughs> yeah it, it's the analogy is 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 really quite striking um, yeah i want to well i'm gonna stop you for a minute because i had a friend that was abducted mm-hmm. and she told me you know and she said that in white sands you know, i don't want to hear if you've ever heard this before because mm-hmm. this kind of made sense to me she said that they weren't around allowed to really come in our space but it was our scientists that actually blew a hole in the atmosphere to where they could actually come in. And cause she told me about a time where she was a little kid and she just saw ship after ship after ship coming in to white sands in that area, mm-hmm. Almagordo area in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And she said cars would pull over to the side and park <laughs> and watch and just watch. Wow. So I know. So that's cool. I know. That's why I'm like, she said it was our scientist. I'm just throwing this out there because that's what she told me. And she also worked with, it's interesting because she took me on my first star watch because she was abducted. And the one thing she was afraid of, she was abducted. Her, She said her, her father had worked on one of the bases and he was in security. And what she was afraid of the most was a microwave. Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to talk about this because she was deathly afraid of the microwave and it was the weirdest Mm -hmm. thing. And it made me to the point where I won't use my microwave. So I just, I want you to talk about those couple things because that made sense to me that that maybe we were okay. And then we screwed ourselves, excuse my French, by, Mm -hmm. you know, doing experiments that we shouldn't be doing. Well, I think the nuclear uh, testing, uh, brought a lot of, of attention to to the universe uh yeah and to to the various groups of aliens that were concerned uh <clears throat> and of course now there's there's a big thing going on about the fact that uh, the the tall whites and and uh, another group i think the nordics are are saying that there is going to be a limited nuclear war uh started uh by the uh, uh iranians uh but anyway I digress. That's a, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, we'll see if they'll stop it or not. Yes. No, yeah, no. exactly. But, um, uh, but this, I, what I, there's the story she told me made a lot of sense. Like they, well, tore, they, it, it makes sense that they would have experimented and went too far. Well, you know, certainly, you know, the nuclear age, uh, with its, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, uh, that, that was tragic that, but it ended the war. Um, yeah, right. And and uh, uh, that that whole process of the testing that went on there, there was so many sightings around that that time because of that. Right. That's uh, what. Yeah, there was I think. great interest in yeah, that. Yeah. And then, as far as your microwaves, you know, I talk about that in my book about the effects mm-hmm. of, of this this type of uh, thing, whether it's a microwave, gamma ray, X ray. Um, these are all factors that are very harmful to 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 us, um, and this is why some people that come in close contact with a ship have issues, health health issues afterwards, and uh, because of that radiation, uh, whether it's microwave, uh, electromagnetic, uh, X ray, gamma ray, and and this this has been uh, pointed out. Uh, this is nothing new. This has been right. talked about, you know, for a long time. Um, so if you do, matter of fact, I remember I went to a conscious channeler one time and I asked her the question, I said, am I ever going to, uh, get on board a craft? And she says, well, first of all, you have to feel comfortable if, if you're going to do that. And so you have to go with your gut, you know, about getting on board a craft. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and these are kind of things that, you know, when people are abducted, they are brought on a craft, but they don't. Most of them don't seem to have any, you know, uh, uh, electromagnetic uh, effects afterwards. Uh, they seem to be okay. Mm-hmm. But then, but then there's the whole other ball game with orbs. These things that uh, people are seeing now. That besides yeah. the grays, 
the number two thing is orbs that people talk about. Yeah. The third the third thing they talk about is interdimensionals, and the fourth thing is ghosts. That seems to be uh, really uh, interesting. We just finished the uh, first phase of the Omega-4 study, uh, <clears throat> uh, which preceded the uh, or, or uh, came after the uh, Omega-3 study that we did, uh, which was funded by MUFON back in 2007, where we took 71 people that w- claimed that they were uh, experiencers and 51 people that uh, were uh, a control group. And we basically found that none of these people had any psychopathology. Um, they weren't fantasy prone. Uh, they uh, they had a, a coping mechanism, uh, which referred to as dissociative uh, type of a of a, of a uh, coping mechanism. But it wasn't again a psychopathological in any way, shape, or form. They had a whole different worldview when they came back um, after these experiences. And uh, the one thing, the very common thing that these experiences talk about is the fact that we should be better stewards of the planet. We yeah. need to be better to one another. We need to be more loving. We, it, we, you know, this, you know, we're, we're just too, too tribal. We're just too, absolutely too tribal. Yeah, we you haven't know, raised that, our vibration up enough to get, you right. know, and that, yeah, and that's what, and I don't mean to interrupt your train of thought, but that's all right. No, I, wa- I want to say that, you know, as many people have I spoken to, they, I always say, you know, why haven't we connected with these beings? And it's because we're not there yet. We haven't raised our vibration high enough. We're working on that to be more loving souls. But then on the flip side, I've heard horror stories about um, some of the uh, reptilians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, so it's a, it, it kind of... Well, you, I think what's what's going on, Nancy, is the fact that just like we have here on this planet, we have good people and we got bad people. Right. We do. And the same thing is going on up there. I've I've heard positive stories about reptilians, very have loving you? stories. Okay. And, 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 and but then others have, have had really bad experiences that way. Um, but I, I think going back to your, your, your comment earlier that uh, yeah, this uh, retired Israeli general wrote a book uh, last year, I guess it was. Uh, his name is Haim Ashed, and he talked about the fact that, uh, yeah, oh, we're we work we're working with the uh, the extraterrestrials. Uh, we're working. We have uh, bases on the moon. We have bases on Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the, and the reason that the uh, aliens have not shown themselves is that we're not ready. We're well, the secret ready. space program too, you know, there's a yeah. lot of guys that have come forward that say yeah. they were taken when they were young. They've been in mm. the secret space program all mm. this time. So what do you think as far as, okay, I just want to know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I feel my, intuitively, I just feel like it's a control thing with our government. I hate that they act like they were so stupid that we don't know this is going on. So it's really uh, obnoxious, I think, to insult our intelligence in this way. But I'll just say that's how I feel. But I know yeah. this has gone on for a long time. Do you feel like these guys are in control because of the technology and they made a deal and said, okay, we'll give you this if you let us take a certain amount of people? I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I think. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's it's a combination of things. It's one, yeah, probably that deal was made. Uh, yeah. Eisenhower, Eisenhower. Was, yeah. yeah, was involved with that. Right. Uh, and 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 I think that uh, you know we we just uh, uh, I I I think that the, this whole thing has got many layers to it. I mean, it, the people in, in power don't want to lose power. If right. they can't tell tell the people, well, we know what this is. It's in, in you know, we've fully investigated it and uh, we understand it fully. And so there's no reason to worry. Uh, go back to bed. <laughs> uh, but the bottom line is they don't know shit as far as, uh, you know, r- truly understanding what's going on. However, a caveat to that is that, uh, more recently, based on uh, conversations that I've had, uh, especially with John Ramirez, the uh, retired CIA gentleman, that, uh, you know, the government uh, does know a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly the military industrial complex, which uh, the uh, Eisenhower talked about is, you know, warning us about it. Uh, all this technology is, you know, there. 
in in these these uh, private organizations. So you can't do a, a a Freedom of Information Act and and get anything because the government doesn't know because it's all over there with with these uh, corporations. So interesting. Yeah. I think oh, okay. So intuitively, I feel like. They're just, yeah, I think, I don't think it's this year. I think it's going to be like another year or two. Well, I really do. I think they're going to just make contact. I think some of the good ones will make contact. What do you think? Uh, again, based on my conversation with John Ramirez, uh, he, 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 you know, posited the fact that uh, there was going to be a major revelation between this year, l- this year Labor Day, between Labor Day and, and Thanksgiving. Wow. That this was supposed to happen. Well, so we'll see. We'll I mean, see what I, I, happens. Yeah, a lot of but a lot of people over the years have certainly posited different uh, dates, and of course, a lot of that never happened. Right. Exactly. Well, because they keep putting it. I think there's so many people waking up right now, and I think like this guy that we were talking about in the very beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, Grush. He, um, you know, he's only in his thirties. But he just probably felt like this is ridiculous. Why are we not letting people know what's going on? You know, and that's why you've got so many people come forward or how many people on their deathbed, you know, talked about Roswell, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, <laughs> so, a, that's you know, I for Roswell's 50th anniversary, I was there and I had an opportunity to talk to uh, Colonel Corso. Okay. And, you know, he wrote the, wrote the book uh, Day After Roswell. And he talks about, you know, putting the uh, materials that they found in the craft into various companies like transistors went to Bell Bell Labs in, in New Jersey. Uh, but other organizations, uh, Velcro came out of it, Night Vision came out of it, a whole bunch of different things that he seeded into all these companies to have them figure it out, how to reverse engineer all this stuff. And I, I told him, I said, <clears throat> here you were a very re- well-respected uh, uh, part of the Eisenhower administration. And, uh, you know, to come out with a book, like this where you know people i'm sure are looking at you with a kind of a, a weird eyeball mm-hmm. um and, and why would you want to come out and, and and you know put put your kind of reputation on the line and he says because our children need to know about this yeah. this happened and they need to understand that this is real and mm-hmm. this is the way it went down amen yeah, no, that's true. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. We should know all this stuff is coming out, I believe, because we are raising our vibration and we are starting to wake up and we are starting to connect more with a higher power, with that higher vibration. And that's what's doing it, to be honest. And I, with and you. I think, too, that uh, from a technological standpoint, mm-hmm. I mean, what you and I are doing right now, mm-hmm. you couldn't do this 10 years ago. You couldn't do this five years ago. You couldn't do it. Yeah. And so our technology is such that, I mean, you know, you have social media, you have so many people like yourself uh, doing podcasts, mm-hmm. um, you know, and talking about these types of things. And yes. people are interested. They I mean, are. The, 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 num- the number two thing that people are interested in is UFOs. Okay. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. And the number one is porn, of course, on the internet. <laughs> Isn't that but, sad? Isn't that sad <laughs> that that's what we've come to? Wow. You know, but, I want- uh, yeah, I want to ask you a couple. I have a couple more questions for you. Sure. Oh, yeah. What do you know about Antarctica and what's going on over there? And why don't why are we not allowed? Is there, are there bases? I feel like, you know, they talk about the ships coming out of the water. You know, you had so many different Navy guys who've said, told stories about this. What yeah. Do think, what do you think's going on? Well, I think I think there's definitely, uh, you know, Linda Moulton Howe. Uh, her her show earth files okay by the way linda uh wrote the forward to my book she did um, yes and uh, and i've known her for for a long long time um and uh she had interviewed a couple of uh, military people uh that were there in antarctica and saw the structures uh that were phenomenal under the ice you know like a, a mile down under the ice and and uh uh, and the, the stories that they told about keep out zones, you couldn't go there. And one day they did go there and they got intercepted. And I mean, it was like, yeah, 
there's something going on and and mm-hmm. and and i th- i think that now that congress has passed this this law that uh, people can come forward uh and not worry about their ndas you know breaking their ndas um that uh, you're going to get more people coming forward to talk about this this phenomenon and, yeah. and that it's real it's absolutely real well and they talk about all the bases underground and all the tunnels underground which for me is kind of i don't know i don't know i hate to put this together but with all the people coming in from mexico and all these different countries and all the Mm -hmm. trafficking going on and then i know there's tunnels underneath the earth and i feel like there's some kind of correlation there between you know the reptilians or you know and what's happening Mm. any correlation that you have found i mean i'm sure i'm not the first one that's brought this up yeah i mean it's talked about the fact that actually the reptilians were here before we were here and that they they it was their planet really (laughs) and and we kind of uh invaded uh in some way shape or form um so uh, and again you know these are all conjecture uh I, i have not seen any definitive proof Right. along along those lines and and that's the problem with this whole phenomena proof is very hard to come by however having said that i mean people that have had experiences come back with implants that have been uh removed uh, by the late dr roger lear did a you know alien in the scalpel his book he talks about the 17 um implants that he he, he took out I got. I got to read this to you. This is really interesting. Yeah, definitely. And okay. So, anyway, these implants. There's no inflammatory rejection reaction by the body to these foreign objects. No visible portal of entry. Collections of specialized nerve endings surrounding the object. An outer coating of ceramic biological material. A metallic phase where or inorganic uh, metal becomes biological tissue. The emission of radio waves, which are deep space frequencies in the FM band. So these things are transmitting in some cases. Mm-hmm. Electromagnetic fields in excess of 10 milligauss. Composition of meteoric iron 66. Rare earth metals such as U-236, a single isotope of uranium existing by itself, as well as elements such as uranium, which is very rare and hard to find in the Earth's crust. Non-terrestrial isotopic ratios indicating the involved elements did not come from Earth. <laughs> but yet that's, it's admitting proof. But it's admitting, yeah, it's proof for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's admitting and, radio waves. That's the thing that's really, you know, yeah. tripping me out on yeah. the whole thing. Oh, and so, you know, and it, this was analyzed by some really prestigious labs, and and he he names all the labs that he utilized. Yeah, to- yeah, because they they sent implants. I wrote this down to Los Alamos National Labs, to New Mexico mm-hmm. Tech, to Toronto, to York University, yeah, yeah, all yeah. different to mm-hmm. to look at this these implants. Yeah, and yeah. how did? Let's talk about some of the stories, if you don't mind. We've got sure. A little bit more time left. Would you yeah. mind telling some stories that really stand out? Sure. Um, yeah. Well, the there, there are basically two stories that I started off the book with. And then, of course, I had uh, people from the support uh, uh, group uh, uh, tell their stories. Um, the, the first one was one of the first cases that I got involved with, with this couple. They were both amateur pilots and they were picnicking in a state park uh, north of Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they uh, were coming out of the park at dusk and this this the elevation there is basically goes from sea level up into into the hills and so they were coming down out of out of the upper part of the uh, the park and they noticed this light over the ocean and uh it, it got bigger and it got bigger until it was over their head and it, it was like the size of a small Learjet. It was triangular in shape, as it turned out. And this thing went into a canyon behind where the, where they were. And uh, uh, they noticed another light over the ocean. And uh, this thing got bigger and bigger. And the same thing, it was over their head and it was a triangular craft. The first one, they, they, they felt 
you know, they they were looking at it. The second one, they felt it was looking at them. And so they became frightened. Yeah. And uh, this thing went back into a canyon. And this happened five more times till it was a total of uh, seven, seven craft. And uh, they they started to then feel strange. Uh, they, they felt more robotic in nature and they, they started to drift out of the park down this trail and and i i went up there with them and uh this trail even during the day is dark okay it's okay. rocky and it's it, you know but they felt like they was they floated down through there and when they got to their car that was the last thing they remembered until three hours later right. that they showed up in a restaurant that was only like you know 10 minutes away from where the, you know where the park was and had no recollection of what had occurred. So they eventually came to um, uh, our, our support group meeting. And after this incident, they both developed a rash. Yeah. And and they went to the doctor. I, one of his, I think it was his doctor first. And uh, uh, he, he couldn't, you know, figure out what it was. Uh, there's a lot of poison oak, a lot of poison ivy up in that area. But uh, it wasn't that. Uh, so they went to her doctor and he examined them and says, well, uh, you know, it might be something I- internal that uh, is going on, but I'm not sure exactly what it is. Right. So they ended up coming to the support group meeting and they brought a picture of their rash. And um, they showed it to the to the group there that day. And almost without exception, they all said at one time or another, they had a similar rash. And. One of the women in in the group that particular day said, "I think I know what that that that's from." And so we all sat there with our mouth hanging open, like, "Okay, what?" Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she says it's a reaction to the fluid that they dip you in when they bring you on board the craft to sanitize you. Yeah. So <laughs> that that really, um, again, just you know, was mind bending. Uh, especially being, you know, so early on into this whole process of trying to help people. Right. Um, and, you well, know, go ahead. No, I want to ask you a question because, you know, in one respect, it seems like they're able to wipe our minds, but not completely because all these people have been hypnotized or the majority of them have been hypnotized in order to obtain information. So I feel like there's that disconnect, like maybe, we're supposed to not remember, but we do. It's still in our subconscious. Can you talk about that a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> I'll have to give you another story that one day in, in the support group, and I'll, I'll okay. get to answer your question. Yeah. Um, uh, a person said to me, I've seen you before. I said, oh, really? Where? At a UFO conference, something like that? And said, no, no, no. I saw you on board the craft. Yeah, I, said, I read I said, that. I yeah, and I said, "Really? Oh, that's interesting." And I kind of blew it off. I didn't think much about it, you know, because I, again, I have no conscious recollection of it. So it was like a year, year and a half later that a totally different person said the same thing to me. He says, yeah, "I've seen you before." And I said, "Where are you? If I can't, no, 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 you were sitting on this bench naked on board the craft. You were freaking out, and they told me to go over to you to calm you down." Well, at that point, <laughs> I decided, okay, I'm going to go get regressed. And uh, I had three separate regressions, did not find anything along those lines. However, uh, I had multiple past lives. And this, you know, this talks to reincarnation, which a lot of the people that have had experiences talk about the aliens talking about reincarnation as a mechanism of the universe that's that's how things go our soul that energy that we have doesn't dissipate right it just it just goes on okay so we never die really you know our physical body does but this this energy this soul of ours continues on and these experiences that these people are having are it's a spiritual journey Yes, that's that's really what it's all about. It's a spiritual yeah. journey. It's a it's a reawakening, and 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 that's again part of this whole process. You know that you know we're just you know part of that process. And these aliens, if you will, if you want to just call them that, uh, or non-human intelligences, that 
that's what they're here to do. That's what they're here to do, to wake us up in a way mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, speed up our, our, our uh, process of raising our vibration, if you will. Yeah, you that's an earlier. interesting, yeah, that's an yeah. interesting way of looking at it because I'm seeing it as, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. I was thinking of it as a negative, like they were trying to yeah. take take from us, but maybe they are trying to help us raise our vibration so that we're more. I, and, and I think that, it, again, it, you have to look at it from the terms of that there are different groups with yeah. different agendas. I think, mm-hmm. thank goodness, the majority, because in our studies that we've done that, you know, 70 to 80 percent of people are having positive experiences. Okay. And it's a smaller number that are having negative experiences and continue to have those experiences mm-hmm. because I believe they're just dealing with a different group. Now, and they've been unlucky. Yeah, right. Well, and mm-hmm. this happens all over the world. It's just not. Oh. In the United States, is there a certain area in the United States that you've been able to notice through people coming to Opus that is kind of uh, focused it, it, on or something? It, 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 well, there's two points to that that, that question. I think that uh, first of all, when we when we first got started here, you know, we we in our mission statement we talk about the fact that we're 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 setting up a, an organization to help people having paranormal experiences. And what what does right. paranormal mean? I mean, it could be poltergeist activity, it could be Kundalini awakening, it could be mm-hmm. uh, you know so many other facets to okay. the paranormal. Okay. Uh, demon possession. I mean, that's that's certainly a, a part of it. Uh, but as it turns out, most of the people that have come to us are dealing with the uh, uh, you know this uh, phenomena that we call the abduction phenomena or you know uh, so uh, and I don't know why that's that's occurred that way but it just seems to be the way that over the years it, it's come about and we have two two ways that we help people we basically have a online a confidential online support group right. uh, where we have people from around the world almost 400 people now in the group that are constantly talking about what's going on with them, asking questions. And uh, the other thing is we have a referral network of mental health practitioners and hypnotherapists uh, that we can refer them to if they're interested in going that route. Um, And then the latest thing we set up is our what we call our EST, our experiencer support team. These are people that kind of do triage when these people come to us. Yeah. And uh, tr- find out exactly what it is that they're looking for and try to point them in the right direction. Uh, and this is working very well. But, uh, yeah, this phenomena is all over the place. And it it, it doesn't seem to uh, be in only one place. It's um, all over. It's all over. Okay. I mean, you know. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I have to commend you. I Because I, I did read this, that there is a free online support. And it's 24-7, you guys. And mm-hmm. I just think this is amazing that you've done this work to help so many people. Yeah, and it's been very gratifying because of, of uh, the uh, the feedback that we get, you know, and and people saying, you know, I've I've not been able to talk to family members, I can't talk to coworkers, I can't right. talk to clergy, you know, I don't know where to turn. It's, a lot of these people have gone to a psychologist or psychiatrist and say, "Am I going crazy?" And they find out, no, they're not. Right, they're, they're, exactly. They're, they're perfectly sane, and but something is going on, you know. And and so, this this is you know we don't have all the answers. Believe me, we don't have all the answers. Wish we no, did. But 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 we're getting there. I I feel like don't you feel like we're finally making some headway though? Oh, absolutely. This past year now, it, it, there's been right. tremendous progress. I mean, with the congressional hearings going on. Yes. Um, all that I with mean, the it's, whistleblowers it's just, coming out yeah, and speaking yeah. honestly and the mm-hmm. truth tellers i like it i feel like it's time it's the age of aquarius it's trying for the truth tellers to come right. out and tell us what's really going on yeah because i don't know i think it, it does insult our intelligence to a, a a degree that that we're all sitting here going come on you know it's to that point i bet if you took a survey 99 percent of the the population knows that there's oh. other life you know it's like, God. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the Brookings Institute, uh, I guess, did this study years and years ago about the fact that, well, <clears throat> we can't tell the people because they'll, they'll all freak out. I know, right? <laughs> and, and, 
And uh, I, I don't, I, you know, I think 70% of the people would be just fine with it. There might be 30% the, that, you know, the real holy rollers, if you will, that uh, might have a real issue with it. But uh, well, I forgive don't, me for that terminology. Oh, but. not at all. But you know what? It, it makes me realize, well, you know, I still believe there is a higher power. Our creator is in charge. <laughs> And I do, but I do believe there that he didn't just create us. There's other create, you know, things that were created as well. So the universe is vast and our minds are expanding. And and I think as we expand, you know, what, what well, life? you know, when you said that, that, that reminds me of the phrase that, you know, in the Bible about uh, the fact that uh, <clears throat> we were created in God's image. Right. And, and, and. So how does that pertain to aliens? Because some of them are pretty weird looking. <laughs> so is so is God <laughs> is their God different than our God? Or is it it's, or is I it mean, the same creator? And are some of those AI or are some of those actually have souls? You know, that's yeah. what I've always felt. We gotta get out of here for today because we've been talking for a while, but this is a whole other show. But I've always felt like, you know, we have souls and that's what makes us different. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I don't know if a lot of these different other, you know, if the reptilians or if, you know, the, the grays, do they have souls? Are they? Yeah. Are, yeah. You know yeah, what I that, mean? In, in, in many cases, you would think not. Right. Um, exactly. And maybe that's what makes us different. And maybe it's, I'll say this before we go, and then I'll let you have your say before we get yeah. out of here. But I just feel as we're talking today, and you're talking about these transmitters and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, I know I meditate and I connect and I get that mm-hmm. energy in and it changes stuff. You know, we are learning to connect mm-hmm. to this higher vibration you can say god you can say creator you can just say higher vibration but we are connecting and they're trying to do something to connect us too so it's all about the energy right Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely i don't know uh, you know yeah exactly and and i think what it is is that some of these things resonate with us you know when we we start talking about it yeah it's it feels right it feels Feels right, and I think that's what you have to go by. You know, some people call it "go with your gut." Yeah, you know, but I think I think now it's maybe up here a little bit. Go further, with your like heart. In your heart. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh my yeah. gosh, Lester Velez, thank you for joining us today. Oh my goodness, thank you so much, Nancy. And you know what? I I I, I really appreciate the kind of things that you're doing, uh, and all the other podcasters out there that are trying to bring these kind of stories forward. Uh, I think you're a really part of that opening up process and so thank you thank you for having me today and thank you for what you're doing for those people that want to contact us all you have to do is go to opusnetwork.org opusnetwork.org and uh, if you're looking for um, uh, help there's a support button there or if you just want to contact us there's a contact button two separate things and we'll be happy to uh, talk with you and uh, uh move forward with whatever it is that you'd like to see happen. That's awesome. It's so awesome that you have this organization. All right, you guys, I'm going to get out of here for today. This is Nancy. you out. This is High Road to Humanity. Everybody have a terrific week and God bless.